With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, the Lombardi Line, of course, is brought to you by BetMGM, the king of sports books. You can visit BetMGM.com right now or download the app. If you're in Nevada, stop by any MGM property, bring your state issued ID, and boom, you're ready to bet within minutes. 1 800 Gambler, if you have an issue, 21 years or older. Again, BetMGM.com. Okay. This is the Lombardi line. He's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. The show that is sweeping VEASAN is called Saturday and Sunday Bet Prep. The host is Matt Humans, and we're lucky enough to have him on Saturdays live from Circa. His Saturday show, which airs, Michael Lombardi, midnight to 3 Eastern time, <laughs> coincides with the Circa Invitational. By the way, that's early for Matt Humans starting at midnight. But yeah. that coincides yeah. with Circa Invitational, which is the coolest contest we've had in years in Vegas where 16 pros go at it. I bring that up because a lot of those pros, as Michael pointed out earlier, first off, good morning, Matt Humans. A lot of those pros are on Kansas catching seven, and they're going to be bitter because TCU at a couple of shops now laying seven and a half. Yeah, I walked into the circuit book this morning, and uh, last night that was the most popular side in the contest, at least on the college side, was Kansas plus seven. I walk in here, and it's up to seven and a half this morning. So this is a heavily bet game. Nobody would have thought – before the season, hey, uh, let's look at week six in college football. What do you think the hottest game on the board is going to be? It's going to be TCU-Kansas, right? That's uh, not something uh, you would expect. What's interesting Matt, in this – yeah, go ahead, Michael. Well, I was going to ask you, when you're done, where do you watch the college games? There's so many to watch. Do you stay right there at the Circa and, and stay in the book and watch all of them? Not necessarily. I kind of move around. I'm a little bit superstitious too. So if uh, I have a lucky spot, I'll hang out there and watch the games. Sometimes I watch games here at Circa. I might watch a little bit at the Golden Gate, bounce over to the Golden Nugget, uh, also over to the Westgate Superbook, out to Red Rock. Sometimes I like to watch games at home. I also like to watch games at home. A lot of times, Michael, I don't like to be bothered by a lot of people screaming and yelling about every play during a game, and I like to focus on what's actually happening on the field. So sometimes it's better to watch games in private as well instead of surrounded by a bunch of people going crazy, which is great because you love the atmosphere in the sports book, but if you're trying to focus on the football and also to live bet the games, sometimes that's not the best place to watch it. Yep. Red River. Is it, are, are we getting a little mm-hmm. out of hand with the eight? I, I Actually, eight and a half on the board as well. We saw a nine yesterday, Texas Lane at Oklahoma there in Dallas. Well, you've got some uh, quarterback questions in this game that make it a really difficult one to handicap. I think Quinn Ewers is going to be back for the Longhorns. I mean, that's yes. the report as of uh, – Late last night. And then uh, this morning you wake up and you find out Dylan Gabriel, the Oklahoma quarterback's warming up on the field, and uh, this number drops a little bit. This is a role reversal in this series, and uh, that's why I don't like laying the points here. This is the first time since 2009 that Texas is favored against Oklahoma. That's kind of hard to believe if, if you think uh, about the Texas program and uh, how good it's been over the years. Well, it hadn't been very good in the past 15 years, and Oklahoma has dominated, at least in terms of uh, being the favorite. Uh, So Texas is the favorite for the first time since 2009, and over the summer when Chris Andrews at the South Point opened this line, he opened Oklahoma a six-point favorite. Now we're seeing Texas, what, minus eight? 
So this is a this is a huge line adjustment. It's a roll reversal. I'm not going to be laying the points with the Longhorns. Let me ask you, Matt, how good is Quinn Ears that you've seen? I thought he's, I think he's really good. I mean, he, he Michael, as they say, he can spin it. You know, he looks like a, a future pro quarterback when you watch him. Uh, I thought if he didn't go down against Bama at late in the first quarter, the Texas was going to win that game. He was really in a rhythm that day. He looked good. Uh, so he's a difference maker. But, Michael, you've been around the game long enough to know if a quarterback sits out for four or five weeks, he's not going to be the same the first time he steps in, most likely, right? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. I, I just haven't gotten a feel for him. I'm anxious to watch him. I hope he plays today because I, I really want to get a feel for what he looks like because, as Patrick indicated, you know, with Arch Manning coming in, how long is this guy going to hold the job at Texas? Well, that's, that's the thing that surprised me about Arch Manning uh, committing to Texas because Quinn Ewers was a five-star. He was the most sought-after quarterback in that class. He bounced from Texas to Ohio State, back to Texas. And uh, Arch Manning's expecting, I'm sure – that the day he steps on campus, he's going to be the starting quarterback. So Ewers has got one more year before he can enter the NFL draft, and he's going to be a high draft pick. I, don't, I really have no doubt about that. Speaking mm. of quarterback questions, Bryce Young, AC joint, don't think he's going to play if he doesn't. A little different run-centric approach with Milrow under center. Yeah. Alabama, just to give you an idea – you know, in May, as you know, Matt Eumanns, South Point opened this game of the year 13 and a half with Alabama laying it. The expectations have not been met by Jimbo and A&M. I got 24 <laughs> on the board right now with Bama. How nice is it to be Jimbo Fisher that you could be so bad at your job right now that people are saying, hey, is it worth $80 million to buy this guy out? Yeah. It's, uh, whatever, whatever the buyout is, $50 million, whatever, Jimbo Fisher – uh, not the offensive wizard uh, he's been cracked up to, you know, built up to be by a lot of people in the media. But this, yeah, this major inflation in this number, it's it's kind of amazing when you think about it too. That Bama is laying 24 without its starting quarterback, without Bryce Young and Milrose, an athlete. If you watched the Alabama Arkansas a week ago, if you watched that game, Milrose just uh, I, I think beat the Arkansas defense with pure athletic ability. He ripped off some big runs. Uh, the Arkansas defense looked worn down, had no shot at that point. Uh, this A&M defense is legit. The offense is not. Uh, so I, I think that's probably leads you to an under-the-total bet if you look at this. And uh, the total was 50-and-a-half yesterday. It dropped to 48 last night, and I think that's where the sharp money is on this game. Yeah, I thought Milrow looked like a fast Dante Culpepper, not yeah. throwing the ball as well. I mean, right. but he was so big and so fast. They had a spy on him, and the spy didn't even get him down in a two-hand touch game. <laughs> I mean, he just flew by him. It right. was remarkable. You know, I, the game that piques my interest today a lot is because I'm impressed with Mississippi State, what Mike Leach has done, the quarterbacks, these two running backs he has, and the physicality of the defense. What are your thoughts on Mississippi State, Arkansas, the way that line has moved from six up to nine, and another quarterback in question KJ Jefferson is he going to play yeah it sounds like KJ Jefferson's not going to play and that's a big deal for Arkansas because uh you know I think Cade Fortin's the backup if you look at the Razorbacks backups they don't look very talented so that's a big concern I did like Mississippi State a, a lot last week against uh, A&M now you're paying a much higher price here this is nine and a half the thing about uh, Sam Pittman and his offense is uh you can still run the ball and probably stay in this game. Uh, you got Raheem Sanders, who's a really good running back. I think Arkansas has got a chance to uh, control the line of scrimmage and run the ball and stay in it. Uh, that's not enough for me to take the points, Michael, because I agree with you. I think Mississippi State's playing really well out, uh, right now. This is a team I like. Uh, kind of uh, kind of strange when you look back on it. I was on LSU as a home dog against Mississippi State a few weeks ago. Uh, Mike Leach got up 13-0 in that game on the road mm -hmm. and lost 31-16. to uh, That's a pretty impressive uh, run by LSU in that game after falling behind early, and that's not a really good LSU team. So that was kind of a, a mystifying performance by Mississippi State, but I would have to lean that way today. I'm not sure. Without K.J. Jefferson, Arkansas probably doesn't have enough firepower uh, to stay in it for four quarters. Some potential news on Dylan Gabriel coming up in just a bit. Matt mm -hmm. Eumanns, of course, joins us here on the Lombardi line. Matt Eumanns, years ago when you arrived in Las Vegas, Dorian Thompson-Robinson arrived at UCLA. It yeah. feels like that, doesn't it? <laughs> it does <laughs> feel like that. It's been there for a very long time, but it's finally coming together for him. 
you know, Chip Kelly's offense, this is pretty impressive for UCLA, and you're going to take the three. It's three right now. You got three and a half with Utah in town. Actually, I was on with Mitch and Paul early in the week, and I took four and a half with UCLA. That's where the number opened. I mean, I'll still recommend the play at three and a half if you can get it there. Uh, You guys know college football. It helps a lot if you have a really experienced quarterback. And if he's not really experienced, he better be incredibly talented. And Dorian Thompson Robinson is talented, but now he's got the experience too. He made a lot of uh, careless mistakes, a lot of foolish turnovers early in his career. And when you bet on him, you said, man, I can't bet on this guy again. He's at the point now where you can bet on him. Last week, I thought one of the best games of his career against Washington, 315 passing yards, 53 rushing yards. He, He accounted for four touchdowns in that game. UCLA was up 40-16 to 16 going to the fourth quarter. Now, Utah's got a much better defense here. When you handicap that, uh, that's, that's a big factor in my handicap, but I still took the points here. Thompson Robinson has started 40 of the 48 games Chip Kelly has coached at, U- wow. at UCLA. You think about that at the college level, that's almost unheard of. And uh, he's a fifth-year senior. He, ga- he came back for games like this. And if you look at the UCLA offense – I know for years a lot of people thought Chip Kelly is one of those uh, wide-open passing type of uh, coaches. That's not the case. He loves to run the ball, and he's mm-hmm. got guys who can run it here. Zach Charbonnet, the transfer from uh, Michigan, really talented back, 22 carries for 124 yards last week. And Thompson Robinson's a dual-threat guy. Actually, Utah's got a very similar offense with Cameron Rising and Tabion Thomas. This is a great matchup today. I think it's a coin flip type of game that goes to the wire, so I took the four and a half. I would still take the three and a half. You know, Vegas is dominated today by a lot of Catholics and a lot of Mormons. we got BYU, we got Notre Dame. They're all over the town. What's your thoughts on this game? Well, I like the Irish a little bit because I think they're stronger, uh, a little bit stronger defensively. And if you've watched BYU, the one thing you can do is run the ball against uh, the Cougars. They're a little bit beat up at the wide receiver position too. If uh, if BYU is fully healthy offensively, I, I would probably like their chances a little bit more. But I think uh, the way this game sets up, uh, Notre Dame is probably going to be able to run the ball and uh, control the line of scrimmage and grind out a win. I would not lay – you could have laid two and a half with Notre Dame early in the week or last week. Now it's up to four. I would not lay four. I would not lay anything more than three. I think this is uh, going to be kind of a low-scoring type of grinder that the Irish find a way to win. Uh, But be careful laying the points here. This is big news for the rivalry as far as Red River. Matt Eumann said it as he came in, and let's go ahead and show it. Dylan Gabriel is padded up, is warming up. Whether or not he plays, that's still a question. That could be gamesmanship by Venables, who's got Mm -hmm. three other quarterbacks he named this week. But that's very interesting as you take a look. Oklahoma, Texas, Texas laying a big number. We continue with Matt Eumann's next here at Lombardi Line. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, VSIN NHL season prep guide is out. Matt won in Prague yesterday. They dropped the puck. All 32 teams previewed best bets for player awards, rookies to watch, three things every new NHL better should know. So it's awesome. It's a great prep guide. VSIN.com slash subscribe. That's vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, we got you back here. Lombardi line, Michael Lombardi, Atlantic City. Matt Humans, Las Vegas at Circa. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Modern day broadcasting at its very best. By the way, Saturday and Sunday bet prep for VEASAN pros. You can find it at vcin.com, hosted by Matt Humans. Let's pick up the conversation that happened during the break that I was eavesdropping on. Matt Humans said to Michael Lombardi, you like the Patriots this week? And Michael, your response was... Well, you know, like I, I, I'm trying to get better at, at handicap or better or improve my number. I, every week I do, you know, I do the Russo contest and I, I, I lay out certain amount of games that I like and I put like seven or eight on the side. And sometimes I just pick the wrong game. You know, I have other winners that I don't utilize. And so what I've tried to do this week, Matt, is try to eliminate games. And this is one that I felt like there was so much uncertainty, you know, was Bailey Zappi going to play, you know, how this game was going to go. But my instincts was leaning me towards the Patriots, and I'm such a Patriots homer mm-hmm. that I felt like I got to remove my bias from it. But I do think Belichick will slow the game down. I think they found their identity in Green Bay. They've got to be able to run the ball, not turn this thing over, and slow the game down, and I think that's what they'll do against the Lions. Well, he basically uh, took the words right out of my mouth there because that's kind of how I handicapped this game. And I use this. Mike Palm and I are playing along in the, the Friday Football Invitational. And uh, yeah. uh, Mike and I are both 4-0 and in our best bets. I use the Patriots as my best bet this week. And, uh, you know, I was on the Patriots last week taking the points in Green Bay. When Brian Hoyer went down, I actually liked my chances better. I thought Bailey Zappi was going to be – a quarterback who had a better chance to move the Patriots offense. Now, after a week of practice, knowing he's going to be the guy, I like it even more. I think, uh, this, like you said, the Patriots have an identity here. They're going to run the ball, and which you can run the ball against this Detroit defense. And uh, ba- they're going to put Bailey Zappi in, a, in a situations where he can succeed, and I think kind of tailor the offense to what he can do best. Last week, he was thrown into the fire, and he did pretty well, I thought, in Green Bay. He's going to look better this week. I'm pretty sure Mac Jones is not going to go, right? Uh, I would, yeah. yeah, I'd be really surprised if Mac Jones does make it back at this point. But what you have is, uh, you know, if it's Dan Campbell against Bill Belichick in an arm wrestling contest, <laughs> I'm going to take Campbell. But this is not arm wrestling, and uh, Bill Belichick's—I think Bill Belichick's defensive schemes and uh, the fact the Patriots going to run the ball is going to win this game for them. I like the Patriots minus three. I I couldn't control my laughter. By the way, that's blanketed three across the board. New England laying it. The big bad Lions defense comes to town. That should be interesting. Okay, you're buying low on a Washington Mm -hmm. team, as we call them, the Commodores. Tennessee coming off that win at (laughs) Indy. Tennessee's laying a point and a half, but you do have the Commanders here, Matt. Yeah, I like the Commodores nickname better. Uh, and yeah, <laughs> it's so perfect. Yeah. I mean, Lionel Richie should do the coin toss every week. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's, they should have Lionel Richie's face on the side of their helmets instead of the number. <laughs> okay, I'm going to dance on the ceiling with this game and take there the uh, take the uh, Commanders uh, plus one and a half. And you, this is one of those games you got to hold your nose. I don't like it. I don't like taking an ugly dog like this, but. Uh, it's pretty clear this week. It's become pretty clear this is a pros versus Joes type of game where the public is all over the Titans. 
and uh, the, the pros are going to be on the, the Commodores. And so I'm going to take the, the short home dog. I could not understand why anyone liked the Commodores last week against the Cowboys on the road getting three. There was no value in that number whatsoever. Uh, but there is a little bit here. I think uh, you can play the home dog. And w- what are the Titans right now? They're, they're nothing special. And uh, I think you're going to see uh, Washington probably bounce back and uh, win a very ugly game here. Uh, but when you talk about the X's and O's, there's nothing that really jumps out at you to say, yeah, i got to play Washington. This is more of one of those reading the betting market type of games where the public is on the road favorite and the sharp guys are going to be on the home dog. You know, I, this is another scratch game for me. I, there's no way you're getting – got a lot of guts, Matt. There's no way I'm going in this with Jack Del Rio and Ron <laughs> Rivera. I mean, I watched that team. Like, I'm with you last week. Last week, I was, I was mesmerized by the fact that they were – people were betting the Commodores last mm-hmm. week. Like, it just blew me – I kept asking. Patrick and I kept asking, why is this line? And, well, somebody, and then I got told someone in London, this high roller in London who's sharper than Billy Walters, was playing the Commodores. <laughs> okay, I get it. I'm out. I'm out. So I'm out on this one. This is the one of those where I just said, okay, I can't. Because I don't trust either team here. I don't trust either team. I give you credit for making it. I couldn't. Well, I'll, I'll take the credit if the Commodores pull out the win. But whoever that is in London, I, he's not sharper than Billy Walters, especially when it comes to NFL betting, if he's playing the Commodores plus three at Dallas. Yeah, uh, that's do have the inside word I got here. Was, Yeah, I do have actually inside information. That was Prince William that was laying the wood yeah. in London. And actually, uh, BetMGM supports us. So Prince Harry, who's in Los Angeles, sign up for an account. You get 100% match bonus. And don't forget yeah. to become a VEASAN pro. Um, next up, next up, you, I like this Sunday night matchup. Uh, you do two. You're going to lay the three with the Ravens uh, uh, hosting the Bengals. Yeah, I don't love it. And, uh, you know, the, we've seen the Ravens now lose five consecutive home games by a total of 12 points. And I think, uh, you know, at some point here, they're going to bounce back and win a big home game. I, I, sit, I think they're sitting on a big performance. I always say, you know, if you get your teeth knocked out, you're going to stop smiling. And I think that's where the Ravens are. At this point, after they blew the big lead at home to the Dolphins, blew the big lead at home to the Bills, you know, you can also kind of watch the tape, go back and watch the tape and emphasize what the Ravens did well when they built those big leads and say this team's got a chance to be pretty good. I'm, I've not been impressed, really, as a whole, when you look at the Bengals on both sides of the ball so far, and I think they're a little bit sloppy offensively. This should be a shot for uh, uh, John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, and the Ravens, kind of a get-right game. Uh, so I laid the three here. I'd be careful laying three and a half. I don't like to. I don't like to lay three and a half in any of these games, especially when three's been out there all week. You know, I, I, I'm a little bit with you on this one. I was back and forth. Three and a half. I think I lean Bengals. Three. It's more Baltimore for me. Uh, Bateman being out worried me, but I'm agreeing with you. I think that this offense can be really explosive. Now, Lou Amaroro, Amaromo does a great job against against the Ravens last year. Both games they scored, I think they, they scored 22 points. I mean, they've been outscored 82-41 to 41 in two games mm-hmm. last year. Different teams, though, right? Different right. teams. I'm with you on Cincinnati. I don't see Cincinnati's offense. I mean, unless Chase makes an explosive play, they can't really run the ball. And I don't know if I'm taking Zach Taylor in a close game. I just can't do that. I'll tell you what. Not too many people are talking about this. I'm glad you brought it up because you you watch Nathaniel Hackett, Coach. He's clueless. He's not ready for the (laughs) NFL. He he has no idea what he's doing. Zach Taylor makes some uh, puzzling mind-boggling decisions on a weekly basis when it comes to game management. Nobody really talks about it. He, he has no idea what he's doing either. No, he doesn't. He, he just calls the game like an offensive coordinator. He never calls the game like a head coach. Mm-hmm. And, and he lets plays just go by like it's no big deal. And the, de- and the details all get eliminated. And his quarterback gets killed, but it doesn't bother him at all. Much like the other <laughs> night when Frank Wright was having malpractice, you know, when he was letting this left tackle not block anybody. Right. Like at some point – Watch the game. Why, if Nathaniel Hackett kicks those three points instead of going for it on fourth down, the interception doesn't happen, and there's no chance the Colts score. There's no chance the Colts are scoring a touchdown. All right. I but, agree. A coach that gets a lot of hype for no reason has a pretty good quarterback, though. The Chargers are headed to Cleveland, Matt. You like Cleveland in this spot catching the two and a half. Yeah, you know, I've been pretty hot in the NFL, but this is one of these weeks that scares me a little bit because I'm playing some teams I'm not crazy about here. But sometimes you have to do that in the NFL. you got to play some ugly dogs, ugly home dogs. 
I'm taking the junkyard dogs here with the Browns and the Commodores. And uh, the thing about the Browns, Nick Chubb and this uh, Browns offense can move the ball on the ground. The Chargers have improved the run defense by the numbers uh, since last season, but they're still not great stopping the run. Also, you're on the road for back-to-back weeks, and it's typical Chargers. If you watched the game last week in Houston, they almost blew a 24-point lead. I don't trust this Chargers team on the road, and I think uh, the Browns, because of their running game, uh, we'll we'll find a way to get this done. Now, this line, I was surprised this line opened three this week. It was Browns plus three for the first half of the week. I made this a pick game, so it's kind of a play on the numbers, too. I, I'm with you. I had the Browns should have been favored by one in this game. To me, this is all about, I think, the wrong team's favorite. And I do think it'll be a close game, but I think I think Brissett has played better than expected for me. Mm-hmm. If Stefanski takes the three points against Atlanta on the first drive, they win that game. I yep. mean, now, they get Garrett back. This Charger offensive line, I don't think is he is playing very well because of all the injuries. I think the Browns, they haven't won at home yet this year. I, I think this will be a huge game for them. They've got to play better. And they can run the ball, and they can play action against the Charger defense without Bosa on the field. Yep. Just 20 seconds here. You'd okay. like the Cowboys catching five at the Rams. I do. Not? If you watch the Rams on Monday night, Matthew Stafford got sacked seven times. He targeted Cooper Cup 18 times. He really has no other option in that offense. Rams ran the ball for 57 yards. Dallas defense has 15 sacks, more than 60 pressures. I would prefer, actually, I prefer Cooper Rush be the quarterback and not Dak here. But I think the Cowboys should be live plus five and a half. It I is like it. Saturday and Sunday bet prep. It is much and must listen. Watch on TV, vcin.com, and listen all over. Matt Humans, thank you very much. Appreciate Thanks you. Thanks so much, Matt. You Appreciate Thanks, you. A key line move coming up next with Thomas Gable. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on vcin, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, unleash the spirit of Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. The king of sportsbooks. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM reward points that you can redeem for online bonus credits, like free bets, or you can use them for dining, shows, food in Vegas, whatever you want at a BetMGM property. Again, it's betting's loyalty premier program. Make sure you check it out. 1-800-GAMBLER. you got to be 21 years or older. Again, BetMGM.com. Okay, we got you back here. Lombardi Line, of course, is presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher. He's Michael Lombardi, our partner who runs the race and sports book there at the Borgata. Thomas Gable joins us. And we went to break talking about a line move. First off, good morning, Thomas. Thank you. We went to break talking about a line move. And the TCU-Kansas game fascinates me because many shops open TCU five and a half. We touched eight this morning, and now we're back seven, seven and a half. This is an interesting number here. Yeah, so we actually opened this game six. We, we opened TCU laying six, and uh, it, it's currently sitting at seven right now. So, uh, you know, again, when we come to this game, if we had said a few months ago, what would be the game of the day? Where, where would game day be? It, nobody would have picked this. It nobody. would have been everybody was talking about Jimbo and Nick Saban. And, you know, uh, so everybody thought it would have been Alabama, Texas. And, but here we are with TCU and Kansas. So we actually hit seven and a half here. We touched seven and a half. Uh, but right now in that game, we, we are seeing some Kansas money. Uh, so it's uh, both t- teams undefeated here heading in this game. Two of the best offenses in college football, really. Uh, TCU averaging almost 550 yards per game, uh, and that's second in the country. Kansas is putting up almost 42 points per game. So uh, this is just a fun game, I think, for yeah. both programs. And I saw that Kansas also uh, made a nice uh, commitment there, a nice investment there to the football program, a couple hundred million there. Oh, they into, did? Yes. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's probably to keep Leopold from all these other schools that are going after him. Yeah. Are you getting respected money on Kansas? It, it's it's just very balanced. Uh, actually, I mean, we're a little bit more Kansas money, but I, it's um, – but it's pretty uh, pretty even. The ticket count does favor TCU here a little bit, but more money on Kansas. Okay, Thomas, so what is the story there? You mentioned if we talked about the this week during the summer or spring, we would have said Bama hosting Texas A&M would be the big story with yeah. Jimbo and Nick Saban going back and forth. That number is sitting right around 24. Actually, I see a 23.5 popping up, so maybe a little Texas A&M love coming in late here. 
Not not here. Not here. It's all no, been Alabama. It's yeah. Alabama money? Yeah. yeah you so. think that Bill Berman's influence in that because he wears that Alabama shirt every day? You think that's how? That could be. It yeah, could just it, keep an Alabama top of mind yeah, exactly. to all the people exactly. that see Berman exactly. throughout town. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's actually 24 and a half here, Patrick. Wow. So, uh, and it's been mostly, mostly Bama money, uh, even though... You know, Bryce Young supposedly is a game-time decision for the Crimson Tide after suffering that shoulder sprain there in the second quarter against Arkansas. But uh, if Young can't go, then you'll, um, you'll have Milrow driving the offense. But we got to see what he could do with his legs uh, in that game. He rushed for 91 yards and a TD. And, and also don't forget about Gibbs at running back, who's just, you know, he went off for 206 yards there. And now the Aggies, we know they can't really get anything going on offense. And uh, I'm not sure the defense is going to be enough to keep them in this game here. If Texas A&M goes down big early, they just do not have any sort of uh, offense to be able to get back into this game. Yeah, I mean, they've got to be able to keep Milrow from making that explosive play. But this guy's a dynamic athlete. I mean, yeah. you know, he's unbelievable. He's from Katy, Texas. He's kind of playing against a school that highly recruited him as well, coming out, him in Texas, along with Texas. So, you know, and, and I think what, what what's happened – Matt Eumann's talked about this with Bailey Zappi having a week of practice, Milrow having a week of practice, and, and Billy O'Brien having a week of how to game plan with Milrow also yeah. is, is different too. So, you know, I, I mean, Texas A&M's defense is good, but eventually I think Alabama's going to wear them down. I just don't know how Texas A&M's going to consistently move the football. Right, right. So, boys, I don't know about you, but that Dylan Gabriel warming up in pads is dubious to me, Michael and Thomas, just because well, I, he's dealing with a concussion. Yeah, they wouldn't put him in pads if he had a concussion. Like, I don't – you I, to me, just knowing the concussion protocol, if you're not – so, first of all, you've got to go through stages, okay? So, you've got to go through a workout without having a headache. You've got to go through a workout without having any other symptoms. You've got to have a scan and get your numbers to where they were at the beginning of the season when you were completely healthy. There's no way they're putting you in a uniform hmm, okay. unless you've cleared all those hurdles. I, I don't see that. Now, I could be wrong. I don't know the protocols at Oklahoma like I do in the NFL. But I, I got to believe if you're putting him in that uniform, he's going to play today. We haven't had the number adjust, Thomas, much. It's still seven and a half, eight with Texas laying it. What are yep. you at the Borgata yep. on the Red River, Red River Showdown here? So we're at eight, um, but you've seen significant line movement in this game, really, from, from opener through today. So Texas opened six and a half point favorites. At one point, they were even nine and a half point favorites, nine and a half. So back down to eight here. And the money right now is certainly on Texas here. Uh, the ticket count is also on there, but where we're seeing sharper money has come in on the under in this game. Uh, so right now the total sits at 48, and um, that's uh, – I'm sorry – 64, 64. So that is down from the opener of 65 and a half. Yeah. So that's where we've seen the sharp money come in on the under here. And what would you, back in the summer, where did you have this game? Because it's been a 14 point sprint. Yeah, 14, 13 and a half, somewhere in the, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's been a really, to, to me, as, as, as what? Matty Eumann said, what? The, I think Chrissy Andrews had this as, as Oklahoma favored by eight. Now it's flipped all the way around, right? Isn't that what he said? It's a big, yeah, it's a big movement. Cause, yeah. Yeah. And Gabriel, I mean, listen, I, I'm with you. I, I don't know if he's if he's out there in pads. I mean, there's a yeah. pretty good chance he's going to be on the field. Exactly. Hey, can I can I bet that over forty eight on Oklahoma Texas, please? Thank you, Thomas Cable. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the uh, the Tennessee LSU game is fascinating, right? Because Tennessee is mm -hmm. going to be fresh or rusty, however you want to look at it. Michael coming off a bye, but Tennessee, yep. fourth fastest team as far as tempo in the nation. LSU bounced back after the loss in Week One. Where are you sitting there at Death Valley? So Tennessee laying three. Uh, right now with uh, this game, even money, though, on the three, if you're lying the three with Tennessee. So uh, we, we have seen some LSU money here. Uh, open this game 
Tennessee laying two and a half uh, with a total of 64. And that's right where that total is now. The total did touch 65, so uh, back down. And I think we've seen some improvement here week over week from, from LSU. You know, everybody was questioning Brian Kelly after that first game of the year against Florida State when they lost. But and they aren't super explosive on offense, which certainly is a concern here today against Tennessee, who's definitely uh, very explosive on offense, averaging 48.5 points per game. But uh, as you mentioned, they play at that very, very quick pace that wears the defense down. Um, and Hendon Hooker, just such a weapon there, completing 69% of his passes, so dangerous with his legs as well. Um, and as you said, Tennessee, well-rested, uh, having off last week. So this will be their first SEC road game of the year, though, for uh, for Tennessee. So we'll see. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. I mean, the 12 o'clock start, I think, really favors Tennessee because uh, the crowd noise the crowd will, will be, be as, yes, as what it is at LSU. Yep, no yeah. I totally agree. BYU, Notre Dame, they're in Vegas. What do you have that number mm-hmm. at? So that game right now is Notre Dame laying four. Uh, ticket count very even. It's a very popular game uh, uh, on the betting board today. Uh, but uh, the money certainly is uh, favoring Notre Dame here. And I'm sure the uh, the town uh, probably overrun there with uh, a bunch of Catholics. Right, Patrick? Oh, yeah, the Catholics. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's giving a, out communion everywhere. It's a Mormon town, too. It's a, yeah, well, yes. That's it, always, uh, yeah, Vegas I is mean, always it, a Mormon just, town, but it, yeah. It's a, it's a civil war battle going yeah. on there. There's no denying that. Yeah. Yeah, there's no T- question. Temp- temptation all over the place. Be careful, BYU and Notre Dame fans. <laughs> Utah, UCLA. All of a sudden, this is interesting. Pac 12 supremacy on the line with Utah and UCLA there at the Rose Bowl. As Michael mentioned, there's going to be a lot of red there in Pasadena. Yes, there will. Yes, there will. Um, so Utah right now laying three there on the road, total 64 and a half. Uh, the the line has come down. It's moved towards UCLA in this. We we opened Utah minus four and a half. Uh, the the total though has pretty much stayed uh, consistent right there around 64 and a half. Utah is taking the uh, majority of the ticket count. Uh, money's pretty even, though, here between both teams. So, uh, you know, UCLA has certainly, I think, exceeded expectations so far. Yeah, no doubt, especially when they were behind early in the season, what, the South Alabama, and everybody thought they were going to get upset in that yeah. game, and they make the comeback. Yep. And as you said, as Matt Eumann said, Dorian, I mean, 40 starts for a college quarterback today, I mean, really, that's that's kind of somewhat remarkable, yeah. Patrick. I mean, How this about is last the moment week, you got to win. How about last week, Michael, at Washington in town, a ranked team, UCLA, they were handing out free tickets, not just to the students, to anybody walking by the Rose Bowl, and they still couldn't yeah, get just people come to come in. That's set. Yeah. Wow. Come on. That's, yeah. that's, that's, Southern, that's, that's, Calif- that's Southern California. And we couldn't, we couldn't uh, buy a bet on UCLA last week no, in that game. So yep. It's, it's going to be a big day at the Borgata. Race and Sportsbook Director is Thomas Gable. Thank you, TG. Appreciate you. Thanks, TG. You got it. Thanks, guys. Okay, we run the board. We wait for it every week. Next here, Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, get a $10 free bet when you sign up for First Bet VSIN's preferred horse racing app. Use the code HORSE200 for the $10, plus you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $200. You got wagering at over 300 tracks, AI assisted picks with the First Bet app. It's the easiest way to bet on your favorite sport. Get more details at vcin.com slash horses. That's vcin.com slash horses. Now, Michael Lombardi's hanging out there at the Borgata in Atlantic City. And if you weren't yeah. headed to the Borgata, I'll give you a more reason to go. Right now, you can watch the replay of the Broncos Colts from Thursday night football. <laughs> if you show up at the Borgata, they're helping you out. Uh, well, it's, it's on a small screen, so it's not that big. I want to ask you, Patrick, uh, there's a lot of buzz in here that a lot of people are playing South Carolina today against Kentucky, you know, and I, and as, as a South Carolina alum, I kind of wanted to get, you know, that line opened at 10, it's down to six. And we haven't talked about it, but that's kind of a lot of move, especially considering Kentucky's playing home. Yeah, injury concerns for Kentucky. Mark Stoops has absolutely owned South Carolina. And South Carolina, a little momentum with Beamer Ball starting to grow a little bit. The quarterback playing a little bit better. I was shocked by this number. We're down to five and a half at most shops. Now, wow. this number opened, you know, like you said, most shops had it opening 10. Circa actually opened at 10 and a half. So injuries being reported for Kentucky, there must be more to it because you won't yeah. see a drop where essentially a number's cut in half. I don't feel comfortable taking the five and a half. Uh, I did bet the 10 earlier this week just because I thought the number was out of whack. But now that we've lost the best of it at five and a half, those injuries must really be adding up for Kentucky. And there's something we don't know. Michael, when you see a number like 10 down to five and a half with the home team, there's something, something's amiss. Yeah, and we don't get college injury reports, so we just don't know that. That's, and that's so correct. the number really gives us an indication of something. We don't know what the something is, but it gives us – I mean, that could be a pro tip. The number movement in college gives us an idea of something. We're not sure what the something is, though. That's well, the hard well, part. Like we, and to, Yeah, to piggyback with – I'm sorry to interrupt you, but to piggyback with your pro tip, for college football, what I like to do is I like to pour through the blogs the kids run on campus – if that makes sense, because a lot of these yeah. kids that run the blogs, they have access to practice. They talk to the student athletes. They have more information than national writers and reporters for papers at times. So oftentimes when I'm looking for injury information, I go to most schools now have a local blog run by the students and they have better information than a lot of the big time reporters. Yeah, and the other game that's kind of been the buzz in the book here from what I consider the the sharp guys here in the book so the Borgata has a lot of guys that that come in every Saturday I'm sure they come in every day but I see them every Saturday and Sunday uh, early in the morning and I get to talk to them the other game that seems to have piqued their interest is they're all over Iowa State against Kansas State today Iowa State at home after they lost to Kansas kind of mismanaged that game and Kansas State had a really impressive win against Texas Tech who beat who beat Texas the week earlier. And so a lot of money coming in on Iowa State here by the sharp, by what I would call the, the pro players here in this book. Really? Okay, so that number right now, Kansas State, is lane one. 
at Iowa State and Ames, where, as you always like to say, that grass is going to be up to your knees. They do not cut yeah, that grass. <laughs> they do not cut that grass. And if, you know, to me, again, I, I again, all these guys that I talk to here, it, this isn't about line movement. This is about algorithms and how they handicap the game. And, and a lot of them are on that. Like, I'll give you another game that they're all over is they're all over the, My- the Kent State-Miami game, 330 kick today on the over total on that over total. And so, you know, I'm not great on the overs picking at college to me it seems like there's a lot more interest in the over totals as much as there is in the spread, right? I I, I, I after doing this for four years I found that like the totals in college are stronger than the totals in college and pros. And this Miami Kent Met- yeah. the Miami Kent State over total or is really that's just what the buzz and then this is what's good about being here at the book is you get a lot of these guys that that have worked all week on their games and they're waiting for that moment to hit the window. Yep, MAC matchup, Kent State, Miami of Ohio. As Michael mentioned, that open 55 and a half, it's been driven up to 56 and a half. You've got over 72% of the money being reported on the over in that Kent State, Miami of Ohio matchup. Okay, let's get to some of the biggies today. I'm just curious what you think. Tennessee, and we always talk about whether it's rest versus rust, coming off a bye like that, I think you nailed it as far as they're getting the right time of day there at Death Valley, not under the lights. It's going to be a sleepy atmosphere to start the game. They're laying two and a half Tennessee at LSU. Well, a lot of this game is going to come down to communication, right? So they go into Pittsburgh, and, you know, we know that when you go into Pitt, that that even though Pitt has a fan, that, that stadium isn't loud. It, it, it doesn't affect an offense as quickly paced as Tennessee's offense is. Whereas as you go down to Death Valley, that's going to affect you. Now, look, Heupel's an experienced guy. He understands how to communicate. And I think that week off really allows you to work on your communication. It's not about what new plays are we going to run. It's how are we going to communicate when we're dealing in this hostile environment. And I think that they've had time to work through that. And we'll see if it works out. To me, I'm surprised this number because I think what Matt Eumann said earlier about that, when I watched that Mississippi State LSU game, I thought Mississippi State was sloppy. They gave points away early in the Agreed. game. They went for it on fourth down. I thought they were the better team, and the score never looked like it. I thought they were the better team that gave the game away that didn't play to the level that they needed to, especially when they were playing on the road. And that's where Tennessee has to be. You know, it's a hard place to play. Kelly manages the game really well. Kelly's going to manage this game to where he's going to try to limit how many plays Tennessee really gets. Listen, Kelly's a great coach. You can think what you want of him personally, but think about nobody drained more out of the transfer portal. They've got a young offensive front. They've got Jaden Daniels, who you and I both don't like under center, and they're 4-1 and one after a loss they to start off it. the year in heartbreaking fashion. But they they understand how to manage the game. Look, they come back in that Florida State game. I mean, they 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 fought themselves Correct. back into that game. It came down to a two point play. But but to me, I, I think that that part of college football too is how to manage the game. And this is what what worries you. And that line that line, you know, Tennessee LSU a dog on the road. Look, Tennessee. I think the best thing that happened to them was go to Pitt and play a close game on the road. I think they needed that. This we're going to find out a lot about Tennessee today. We're going to find out an awful lot about Tennessee today. Jimbo's going to get his comeuppance there, Tuscaloosa. The number's twenty-four. Alabama is going to be part of my language, pissed and bitter and looking for revenge here. Yeah, I, I do, but can they, you know, to me is, is like I play the score in my head all the time on this is, you know, I could easily see Alabama winning 34 to 10. I could see them winning 37 to 10, and I could see them wearing this down. I, I'm a no play on this game, but with that over total at 48 and a half and the line at 24, usually you see this when they're playing they're playing Akron or they're playing one of those bad teams, right? You see this line, the percentage of the point of the total versus the line is out of whack for a Southeast Conference game. I lean towards taking A&M and the points. I think you, to, me, if, if, to me, if I'm an A&M booster and we paid all this money for Jimbo Fisher and we're in year three and we're a 24-and-a-half-point mm. dog on the road, I'm a little upset. I'm a little upset. I, I mean, I'm a little upset. He's going to change his first name from Jimbo to Ski Mask. 
because if he walks out of there with like sixty million dollars for what he's done, that's unbelievable. I mean, I, I I gotta think there's some way to get out of that contract. I know we hear this number, but look, let's face this reality here in college football. There's so much money to be made in these because of the TV contracts. Because look, of all the things that are happening, and that these coaches are getting fired. And in the midst, I mean, Paul Chris getting fired at Wisconsin. I mean, like they weren't they weren't that bad of a team. Nebraska, you know, not waiting for the buyout. I mean, all these things are playing out because teams, you know, there's so much money at stake in college football. Okay, are you with the pros there in the Invitational with Kansas? Now, remember. They're getting seven. You can find a seven and a half right now, although most shops have TCU laying seven. They're at Kansas. I think I would lean towards TCU. I think they're the more experienced that, you know, I thought I thought Kansas, I was against them last week. I thought they were very fortunate to come out of that game a winner. They, I mean, they, they had that call back. Remember the Iowa State scores, but they didn't. They, they mm-hmm. reviewed it. It wasn't. I, I'm going to go. I would lay the points, I think, here. I really would. Now, look, all the pros in the contest are doing it. They're, they're better at college than I am. There's no doubt. I'd lean towards TCU here. Would you lay the three with Utah at UCLA? Yeah, I think I would. I think Utah's tougher than UCLA. I think if it's going to come down to a toughest matchup, I think I would definitely take Utah. Get in the car and get home because the games start in five minutes and they I end know, like I know. midnight your time. I know. I got to stay awake. I got so much to do here, you know. But it'll be a fun day, Patrick. And this is the best part about the fall. Let's slow it down. We're week five, six already in college, week five in pro. We got to slow it down. Absolutely. And guess what? We're not done. We're going to be back tomorrow morning with an NFL Sunday here on the Lombardi line. Michael, enjoy your Saturday. Yep. Thank you, Patrick. Okay. Thank you very much. And thank you, everybody back in the crew. We'll see you tomorrow morning here on the Lombardi line. More than a movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies from the Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts, of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 